Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Take all that worship God you got when you came in today and open up inside of there are some sermon notes as we continue pat, uh, part three of this series called Life Hacks. Have y'all been enjoying Life Hacks so far? I mean, I'm getting a lot of good response from y'all. And if you don't know what a life hack is, or maybe you're new, let me just tell you, it's, it's really simple. It's simply a clever way, you can write it down, to solve a complicated problem. And I'm helping you solve some problems And before I get into like the real problem we're going to solve today, I've been giving you some kind of household or family life hacks that'll help you out today. And um, I'm telling you, I've seen it online. You guys have been trying them, and I hope that I'm making your life a little bit better. And I'm going to give you a couple of them today that are just mind blown. Uh, We all have these around our house, don't we? We have batteries everywhere. And the big problem with batteries is that you never know if the battery is good or not. And if you're like me, they're all thrown into a drawer and you don't know if they're good or not. So you, there's a lot of different kind of ways they try to do this. Remember they used to do the things where you push on both sides and it would show you if the battery is good. It never worked. So um, that was a fail. And then, you know, it was a nine volt. What do you do? You just put it. Yeah, that's not a good way to do it. So so with AA batteries, you ready for your life hack? Your life hack today, if it's the battery is bad, you can take it and you can put it about six inches above a, a table or a hard surface and you do it and it'll bounce like that, okay? So uh, it'll bounce a little bit. So there you go. If the battery is good and it's, it's a new battery, it won't bounce. Thank you. Thank you. I'm making your life better. Here's another one. Uh, my kids love bananas. Uh, this one, people, I'm sure you've heard of, but people love bananas, and my kids will get them. And I don't know if your, your kids are like mine. They'll take them, and they'll do this business, and they'll tr- keep trying to open it, and it'll just smash the banana, and it'll be gross. So here's your life hack. All right, ready? You flip it over. And your entire life has changed right there. There we go. So those are some life hacks today. And that's a good banana. I have not had breakfast, so uh, that's what I'll eat today. Hey, but we've been talking about the last uh, few weeks about some real issues in our lives. And we started in week one. If you can find it online, we talked about hacking worry and tell, told you that the hack for worry is that you got to trust God more. And I hope it encouraged you. If you didn't see it, you watch that message. And then last week, I rarely get the kind of response that I got last week from a message where so many people said, you know what, I've never learned how to deal with my pain and issues of my pain. And we talked about hacking your pain with purpose. And today, we're going to deal with another issue that I think we all, not, I don't think we all deal with. We all do deal with it. The question is, are you dealing with it right now? And if you don't, aren't dealing with it right now, you're going to take a lot of notes because one day you're going to deal with it. And because it's something we all have to deal with in life today. And we're going to talk about hacking sadness for a little bit. Hacking sadness. Nobody, nobody likes to be sad. Nobody wakes up one day and is like, today is sad day. Like, today is it. Like, today is, is frown day. Today I'm going to be depressed. Today I'm going to be upset. Nobody, nobody likes to be sad. The goal of pretty much everything you do in life is a drive to be happy. We, we date someone because we think we're gonna, they're going to make us happy. You, you, you simply you, uh, take that job. Why? Because you think the job will make you happy. You make that money. Why? Because we think money will make us happy. A lot of your decisions are driven simply by the fact of do things make you happy. And, and marketers know this because what do they do? They never show you a product and they never show you the, the people being depressed with their product because nobody would buy that 
product, right? So what is the whole goal? The whole goal is to make you happy. I watched the Super Bowl last, well, I watched the commercials in the Super Bowl last week. It was really exciting. And, and I just took some screenshots of some, of some, look at it. You would think these people had experienced all true happiness. I mean, this one, this guy, he's got, I don't know if you can see it very clearly, the biggest smile on his face. He's driving a car. Cars don't make you that happy. Like it just, no matter how much you look at it. Here's this, this uh, girl here. Uh, look how happy she is. And she's drinking Pepsi. Anybody that knows that you never get happiness, especially from Pepsi. Like it's just, it's not going to work. And then this guy, listen, this commercial, this guy's having, you know, a beer with some friends. And, uh, and look how happy he is. He's like, I am decently good looking, but I'm surrounded by beautiful women. And we're just having fun. And we're laughing. And what's the whole point? The whole point is that, you know what? You buy this stuff. You're going to be happy. And how many know you're not happy when you do those things? So, so we got to figure out a better way to hack sadness in our life when periods of sadness or grief or issues come. And I'm going to show you it through a story today in the book of Luke. So if you have your Bible, I want to show you this story because we're going to go verse by verse through this, this story of some guys who were incredibly sad. Now, I'll say this today. Maybe you're not sad, but you've gone through periods of sadness. But I know there's other people here today. You're incredibly sad. Maybe you're sad that, that, that the relationship didn't work out. You're sad because of the way your finances look. You're sad because you thought you would be further along in 2019 than you are. You're sad because you stepped on the scale. You thought it would be lower and it was actually higher. Come on, we've all done it. We've all gone through periods of sadness. And these guys were incredibly sad. And there's 10 of them in our story today. And I'm going to show you who they are. The Bible says it like this in Luke chapter 17, verse 11. It says, now on his way to Jerusalem... Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Now pause right there for a second because some of you are like, I have no clue where any of that is. I'm glad you asked because next year I'm taking a whole group of you guys to Israel. I announced it last week. So many people signed up and you could still sign up. We have our interest meeting in a few weeks, March the 3rd. I made the wrong date last week, but March the 3rd, right after our 5 p.m. service. Um, and I'm telling you, it's going to be great. If you can't make that meeting, we'll still sign up. But uh, you'll get information about Israel because I'm going to take y'all next year. And we're going to walk along all this area. And you're going to go, oh, it makes sense. Just a shameless plug. Okay. And he was, he was going to a village, 10 men who had leprosy. Say leprosy. They met him and they stood at a distance. I'll tell you, they didn't stand at a distance because Jesus was not approachable. They stood at a distance because that was the law. The law was if you had leprosy. Leprosy was not simply that you had a disease. Leprosy was that you were a disease. So, so you walked around and you had to basically had your, your body pretty covered. You would walk with your head down in shame and in guilt and in frustration. And, and you were the social outcast of society. You weren't welcome. Even your own family would abandon you. And one, as soon as you were diagnosed with a disease, you were no longer allowed to have physical touch with anybody else. So you can imagine there's no community. There's no relationship. There's no connection. And so they see Jesus. They stand at a distance. And what they would do is if they wanted to come closer... They would actually have to yell out in the crowd, unclean, unclean. Like imagine everywhere you go, you'd have to walk into a room and announce your issue to people. That sounds depressing, doesn't it? You know, addict, addict, you know, divorce, divorce. My kids are crazy, crazy. <laughs> you know, we got issues. And, and what do we do? We, they, had to, they had to make this announcement. And here's what they cried out to Jesus to do. His Jesus master he said, have mercy on us. And, and, and you can see in their faces, you can feel it in the story, the sadness that these guys walked around with. And here's why a lot of them were, were sad. And I want to connect your sadness to one thing for, as I start this message. 
is that because leprosy was a disease of shame. It was a disease of shame that you were, you were disconnected from people. You were, you were disconnected from, from purpose. You, you would walk around and people would not accept you because of who you were. And I'm telling you, it was a disease of shame. And I want you to write it down in your notes today because if you want to hack sadness, you've got to learn how to release shame today. A lot of people are, are, are wanting to be free, but you can't be happy because of the shame of who you are or what you are going through. And, and write it down this way, because I truly believe that shame is a major contributor to our sadness. Amen. A lot of you guys, you, you want so much to be happy, but you're filled with so much shame. I actually read an article on, on a lady who, who talked about shame and why and she was a shame expert. And she wrote out some reasons why people experience shame. And she said, it says, she said, quote, shame comes in all different ways. Shame is when you get laid off and you have to tell your pregnant wife. Shame is hiding the fact that you're in recovery. Shame is having someone ask you when you're due and you're not pregnant. Shame is the feeling of when you lash out at your kids. Shame is bankruptcy. Shame is my boss calling me an idiot in front of my client. Shame is my husband leaving me for a neighbor. Shame is my DUI. Shame is infertility. Shame is my addiction to porn. Shame is flunking out of school. Shame is what you've experienced. And here's the thing that I get so much. People say, well, well, you know, I don't know if I'm guilty or I don't know if I'm covering shame. What is it? Because here's, here's what guilt is. Because guilt is different. Guilt says, I've made a mistake. And we've all had guilt in our life. We've all made mistakes. But this is different than what the, the lepers were dealing with because they didn't say, I've made a mistake. The lepers were dealing with shame, which says, I am a mistake. And I wonder how many people think, you know what? No, no, my life is a mistake. I am a mistake. No wonder we're not happy because we're sitting in our, in our shame. So, so uh, we have to deal with this issue of shame. I actually dealt with it. And, and uh, it was early high school. I remember in, in PE, we had to do this, this competition where we had to go on this run. I think it was like a mile run. And everybody had to go. And I was, uh, I'm in decent shape now. I do CrossFit. And you know that because I tell you pretty much every chance I can because it's one of the rules of CrossFit. You just have to tell everybody. It's just a normal thing you do. But, um, but back then, I was, I was like the skinniest little kid, couldn't do anything physically fit. And I remember we had to go on those runs, and we had to not run just by ourselves. We had to run carrying a, one of these, which are called a what? A kettlebell. Now, now I don't know about you. I, I never had carried one of these before. And, and so for me, uh, this was a, not a good experience. And I remember going on this run, and you had to carry this thing and hold it. And you got the idea. Um, I could pick it up. I just don't want to for the illustration. <laughs> Holding the mic stuff. Uh, and, and so I was running with this, and, and all the other people were better at it than I was. So they're running faster than me. It finally gets to a place. I remember I'm running, and I'm pretty much by myself. And we've all been there, haven't we, in life? And I remember I go around the last corner where the finish line is at, and everybody's there, and they're cheering me on. But they're cheering me on in the way you never want to be cheered on. You know what I mean? It's like the, you're the last place. You know, it's the condescending, you got it, Aaron, Rudy, Rudy. You know, it's like that guy. And, and I'm just so embarrassed as, as I'm carrying this thing, I'm just getting more and more embarrassed. I remember I, when I think of shame all the time, I think of kettlebells now. I think, I think of, of, of how many of us are carrying things around that are weighing us down, that are, that are frustrating, and everybody's looking at you, and you go, oh, man, if you, I, I just have this thing I can't get rid of, and it's slowing me down. Shame comes in all different kinds in your life. Here's the first one. Shame is like a physical shame. 
physical shame. This is what the lepers dealt with. It was how they looked. It affected their skin. It affected their hair and their nose and, and their fingers. It's everything about their physical appearance was, was, was something that would bring shame. And I wonder how many people in here today are dealing with physical shame. When you look in the mirror, you see everything that's wrong with you. You say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm too skinny or I'm too overweight. I have too much hair. I have too little hair. I, you know, I'm, I'm too short. No, I'm too tall. I, I, I struggle. You, it's, it's everything about your looks and you see all your imperfections and you see all of your struggles. And what do you do? You're carrying around this weight going, if I only had this, if I only looked this way, if only my body was like this, then I would be happy. And I want you to know today, many of you guys are carrying around physical shame that you should never carry around. I, I need to tell somebody in here today that you're carrying around something that, that Jesus never looked at you that way. You're, you're looking at yourself through a perspective that, and you say, well, I wish I was more of this and more of this. I want you to know Jesus created you just the way you are. And he, if God created you, which I believe he did, he doesn't create junk. And he said you were created in the image of himself. He didn't create as beautiful as that sunset was. That sunset's not in the image of God. As beautiful as those birds are, they're not in the image of God. You are in the image of God. You are fearfully and you're wonderfully made. You need some confidence in you to release that shame and say, no, I'm exactly who God's created me to be. Come on, give them a little bit of praise today, church. But, but physical shame will hold us back from experiencing true happiness when we think of all the flaws and all the issues we have in our life. Here's, here's another one that I think a lot of us deal with is the social shame. Y'all know the social shame? This is the shame that the lepers dealt with. They were the outcast of society. They, they would have, no longer have physical connection with people. And, and they thought, listen to this, they thought because of their disease that people would not accept them. Want your attention for just a second. I wonder how many people have thought the same thing about their issues of their past. You go, well, Aaron, I, I went through this, so I'm not accepted. And I had to file for bankruptcy, so I'm not accepted. And, and I've had a bad string of relationships, so I'm not accepted. And, and I, I went through that divorce, and my kids aren't following the Lord. And, and I, I, we think because of uh, the color of our skin and, and because of our socioeconomic background, you go, well, because of these things, I'm... I, I'm not accepted. I want you to know that Jesus came and he died even for your social shame to be removed. And that's why he created, let me just tell you very clearly, that's why he created the church of Jesus Christ. Because you, you might have had social shame out there. You should never experience it in here. The church of Jesus Christ should be the place that people of all backgrounds and all issues and all socioeconomic types, they can come in here and they can find acceptance and they can find love. They might not accept you. We'll accept you in this place. At Radiant Church, we don't have VIP sections for big donors and, and we don't have, oh, you make this amount of money, you sit here, or you're that skin color, you sit. No, 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 no. At, 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 it is level ground at the foot of the cross. And this should be the place where no matter what your social background is, you find love and you find acceptance in the church that Jesus Christ created. Come on, can we give him a little bit of praise for that today? It's, it's, it's a shame that you got to release today. And the third one is the spiritual shame. I wonder how many of you guys are walking around with some spiritual shame. You know what? Actually, leprosy was considered a spiritual disease because the word leprosy in the Hebrew actually means to strike. So what it would mean is they would sit there and go, oh, you got leprosy. You did something so wrong that, that God was so mad at you that he struck you, and that's why you're that way. 
Isn't it interesting how some things never change? We always get this mentality, I'm like this because I messed up. I'm like that. I'm dealing with this because God's mad at me or he's separated from me. It's a constant fight in our mind to think that we're the product of of God's revenge and anger on our lives. And that's what they thought. So so the spiritual shame that so many of us walk around with is simply this, this idea they go, you know what? I deserve my issues because I I made so many mistakes. And people would walk up to lepers and they would think, I don't know if you ever, you know, talk to someone that just got out of prison. It's, it's you know, there's people at Radiant and we love the restoration of what God's doing in their life. But you always want to ask the same thing. We shouldn't ask it. It's not polite. But come on, you meet someone that went to prison, you always want to ask the same thing. You always want to ask, why did you go to prison? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. We're all, we're all, we all have the same issues, don't we? So we all want to ask, well, why did you get there? And, and that was what the lepers dealt with. So people would get to it, and, and at a distance, they would yell out and go, oh, you've got issues. I, I wonder what they did wrong. I wonder what they did wrong. I, I want you to know today, that's what Jesus came to abolish. He came to actually remove even your spiritual shame in here today. Because this is what, I, I, I need you to get this about Jesus. Because listen, for God did not send his son, that's Jesus, into the world to condemn, to not to shame you. He, he didn't come in here to talk about all your flaws and all your struggles, but to do What? Oh, we need to yell a little bit louder. To do what? To save the world through him. In other words, the shame that you're experiencing, it's not because God's putting it on you. It's because you probably put it on yourself. If you're in here today and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, I want you to believe this, that therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Listen, he's forgiven my sins and he forgot my sins. And because of that, I'm going to remember them no longer, just like he remembers them no longer. I am forgiven. I am saved by God. I am going to an eternity in heaven. God is not mad at me. He is in love with me. And if that's what I'm confessing over myself, you need to believe it over you. Don't carry around that spiritual shame any longer. And, and we're walking around with this idea that God is so mad. Listen, listen, the church should never be a place where shame is put on you because God is not here to put shame on your life. If anything, you should walk out of here any, every Sunday with one of these just removed from your life a little bit more. I'm a little bit freer than I was before because God is removing that, all that shame from my life. As, as Christians, we have no excuse to walk in shame. Every single one of these things is what Jesus died for. So I'll say it this way, is that as Christians, you only walk in the shame that you choose to walk in. Because, because he's not putting it on you, you're only putting it on yourself. So we don't have to, listen, you can be happy, smile, because we don't have to carry around shame any longer. Can I get a good amen today, church? It'll, it'll help you hack happiness today and, and watch you walk in so much happiness. Here's the second thing that happened in their story. It says, when they saw him, this is the lepers, they saw him. He said, go show yourself. Jesus says, go show yourselves to the priest. Go, 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 go get with a priest. Remember, they thought this was a spiritual thing on their life. That's why Jesus told them to go to the priest. And look at that. And as they went, they were cleansed. In other words, it wasn't immediate. It, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the immediate thing at the spot. If I was there, I'd be like, whoa, 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 Jesus, hey, hey, do you not see my issues, my struggles? Take care of them. But they didn't know something about God. I didn't know this early on in my walk with God. You might not know this. It'll make you happy if you realize this thing. This will hack your sadness, okay? Just understand this, that we will hack sadness by embracing God's process. Because because you're going to be frustrated 
and disappointed all the time if you think that God only moves immediately in our life. And if we don't physically see it happen right there in our time, then it must not have happened. So you'll leave all the time disappointed and depressed and always sad and go, it didn't work for me. And, and really, the, you didn't understand that God's miracles are always in the walking things out in the process as they went, as you went to the small group, as you went through next steps, as you kept showing up on Sundays, as you kept giving to God. It's not a one and done thing. I, I think we missed this. Listen, listen, salvation is immediate, but your transformation is going to be a long process. And, and, and don't confuse the two. Because if you confuse the two, you'll walk out of here after you raise your hand and you'll go, well, nothing happened to me. And you don't realize that the miracle is as you go. So you'll always be happier if you realize and go, I don't understand it. But guess what? I'm putting a smile on my face because as I'm obedient to God, I've learned in the scriptures that we walk by what? faith and not by sight. I don't see it yet, but guess what? I believe it's happening in my life. I believe God's working it out. And as I believe it, guess what? My miracle is on the way. And you just have to have that faith. That's why I love Tigger. Y'all know Tigger? <laughs> we need a Tigger attitude when it comes to our, our faith. Because, because so many of us, we think we need immediate results. And we think this, I want to have a Tigger attitude with God. Here's the the, this, the song of Tigger. Y'all remember Tigger? He says, the wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of springs. They bouncy, trouncy, flouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. The most wonderful thing about Tigger is that I am the only one. You want to be happy? Be like Tigger. You just can't think about Tigger without smiling. And you know what Tigger's mentality was? Is that he, people would have an idea and Tigger would say the same thing every single time. They'd go, hey, you know what? Let's go and uh, let's go climb a tree. And he'd go, whoo, climbing trees is what Tigger does best. Do you remember that? You know, let's go through the woods. Woo! Going through the woods is what Tigger does best. You know, let, hey, let's, let's go find some honey. Woo! I can't do the noise, but you got the idea. Finding honey is what Tiggers do best. I realize in my life, I don't understand everything, but I want to have a Tigger attitude with God. Oh, oh you want me to give? Woo-hoo! <laughs> Giving is what Aaron does best. Oh, you want me to go through next steps? I don't understand it. I, I don't know what it's going to go, but woo Going through next steps is what Aaron does best. You know what? Going in a small group is what Aaron does best. Listen, I'm just going to be obedient to God. I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. And I think I'll get the results he wants me to give if I just remain faithful. Come on, give him a little bit of praise today. At every location, give him praise. Let's have that, that, that kind of attitude with God. Woo! I love it. I think you just, you'll smile more. You'll be happier if you just realize my miracle's in the working. I don't get it. I went to the whole marriage conference, and it seems to be no breakthrough. You have no clue the seeds that were planted, the things that were done. Well, I got baptized, and I got out of the water, and I don't see anything else. Listen, listen, listen. As you walk it out, you'll see the miracle in your life. Just walk it out. Just keep walking. I think there's a song about that. Just walk it out. I don't know. See, the Lord's still trying to sanctify my life too, right? That is not anywhere in my notes. And the very end. The third thing to hack sadness in your life. 
Because we got to get over this idea. And I, 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 listen, I'll just pause here for a second. I understand there are medical reasons and depression and anxiety. I, t- I mentioned that in, in September, which is, by the way, the most watched message we've ever had of Radiant. Because I think there are medical reasons. But I also think there's some hacks that you can start in your life today. And, and it'll help you experience joy, the joy of your salvation. And here's the last one. It says, oh, one of them, just say one, say one. All right, one of them, when he saw he was healed. Remember, he, he didn't see it immediately. It was, it was probably farther down the road. He came back praising God in a loud voice, and he threw himself at Jesus' feet. And what did he do? He thanked him. Oh, this is a big deal. A lot of your gratitude, a lot of your sadness will leave as soon as you start saying these words. Thank you. Thank you. Your, your marriage is, is, is a mess. Watch what happens when you just start turning to your spouse and just saying, thank you. Your kids start, they clean up one little shoe out of the whole disaster of the room. But you'll be happier. You just start, oh, thank you for doing that one thing. So something happens. And he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. It says like this, and Jesus asked, Why, weren't there 10 cleansed? I, I, I read this and I was thinking there going, I wonder if Jesus is looking up in heaven. Because this, you don't very, very rarely do you see Jesus annoyed or angry. You see it here. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except for this guy? Then he said to him, rise and, and go, and your faith has made you well. He, he looked at him and says, where's the other nine? Every location, look up at me. I wonder how many times Jesus is looking down going, where's the other nine at Radiant Church? Where's the other nine? I, I rescued that marriage. I gave them that job. They prayed for that kid for years. I gave it to them. Where are the other nine that are going to sit up there and go, you know what? I, I don't care if God never does anything else for me. I'm just thankful for the healing that I got. I'm thankful for the work that he started. Uh, it might not finish, but I'm thankful it's worked in my life so far. That, that, that I'm going to be someone that, listen, write it on your notes, that we're going to hack, we're going to hack sadness with gratitude. Because you'll be happier. If you just start saying thank you once in a while, you'll be happier in your marriage. You just start saying thank you for a little bit. You'll be happier in your home. You'll be happier at your church. Gratitude, listen, write it down. Gratitude is the key to more joy in your life. And if I can just encourage you in the last couple of minutes I have with you today, learn to be thankful even when the miracle is not completely done yet. Learn to be thankful. It says that as he was, he was healed, he went back and thank God. And we know because the whole story was that he needed to go all the way to the priest to get the healing. But he probably looked down and saw some stuff start to happen in his body and goes, oh, God's doing something in my life. And he, he listen, he was not going to go any further in that healing until he turned around and thanked Jesus for what he already had done. And I wonder in our lives, is some of us, your greatest cap in growth spiritually it's just simply that you're so focused on getting what's next, you're not grateful for what you had last. It'll change your whole relationships. It'll change your relationship with God. Everybody goes, I want to know what God's plan is for my life. Where does he want me to go? Let's, let's, let's stop focusing on the big things of the future and focus on what we know for a fact right now. Here's God's will for your life. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will. That's it. I'm telling you, you start being grateful, you'll watch your attitude change. You'll watch, you're going to be smiling a little bit more when you just started in some gratitude. So in my personal devotion life, I was, I was really convicted by this story this last week as I'm studying it and going, God, I'm so, I'm, I'm such a visionary. I'm always thinking about what's next that I'm, I'm, I'm many times, I'm the nine. 
and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the next miracle. And I don't pause to give thanks to God for what he's already done. I, I, I'm ready for the next thing for Katie and I. And instead of pausing, going, no, 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 what, what did she already do? That's just a, a blessing for me. Like, like, here's my challenge for you. And I wrote it down in my devotions this week, this week. I said that this week, I'm going to give thanks. And the first one, I'm going to give thanks intentionally this week. So I'm going to find ways, and listen, that I would normally complain. Instead, I'm going to intentionally shift it and be grateful. So, so let, me, let me explain it a little bit like this. So, so my spouse annoys me. At that moment, I'm going to pause and go, no, 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 no. She was an answer to my prayers. Oh, man. Every, every, I, I'm going to find things that I can give thanks for in that circumstance. And watch how your sadness leaves in that place. Watch when you intentionally look for what you can be thankful for instead of what you can criticize. I, I wrote down a couple more things. People in here, well, we don't ever get any free time away from these kids. You better start giving thanks. Because one day those kids are going to be grown and out of that house. And you're going, to be, you're going to be crying in that room going, why didn't we take advantage of all that time that we had together? I actually got frustrated. I, I'm telling you, I had to repent to the Lord the other day. I walked into my house, had a bunch of stuff in my hands, and I was walking in, long day at work, the whole deal. And I walk in, and my kids, I have three kids that can do this. The fortune's a baby. She just lays there. We'll get connected soon. But <laughs> the other three are, you know, talk to you and stuff. Um, <laughs> Uh, dads know what it's like. Like, we don't connect with the little one like that. But anyway, but if you watch this later on the road, I love you, and you are a, a beautiful person. Um, I remember, I don't know where I was going with that, but I remember walking in the house. This was just a few days ago, and the kids all just barged through the door, just running at me. Daddy's home! Daddy's home! And they ran and they tackled me where I like dropped a bunch of stuff and I got annoyed at them. Y'all could judge. We've done the same thing. I got annoyed at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, I've got stuff in my hands. And I'm putting it down. And then I thought, oh God, no, 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 I need to be thankful because one day they're going to be a little bit older and that's not going to be cool anymore. Be thankful. God's done too much in your life. Listen, they're teenagers and they're going through weird changes and you don't understand it and it's frustrating you. Be thankful to God that during these teenage years they're in your house and you're able to influence them and you're able to be there for them. Well, listen, when they grow up and they move out of their house, be thankful that you didn't kill them during their teenage years. We can be thankful. Well, it's not the best car. Let me tell you, I don't know about you. I don't know how cars work. I, I can't build one. I can't put one together. Every time we get in that car, you need to put, the, I don't care if it's an 87 Corolla. You put that key in there, you turn it over, and when it starts, you go, oh, thank you, Jesus. A miracle just happened right here in my car. I'm able to move through this city faster than if I was on my own feet right now because, God, you have blessed me. I don't know about you. I think we need to intentionally give God a little bit better praise than we do before. He's done so much for you. He saved you. He's sanctifying you. He's changing you. I think he deserves our praise. Here's the other one. I'm going to give thanks verbally, too. In other words, I'm not going to just think it. I'm going to say it. I would suggest that that gratitude that is not expressed verbally is not gratitude. So you go, oh, well, I, she knows I'm thankful for her. No, she doesn't. Say it. Your kids, your kids need to hear you say it out of your mouth. 
your boss needs to hear you all the time. Just walk up. Thank you for hiring me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to prove to you that's the best decision of your life. Thank you for hiring me. I'm, I'm just going to walk out of a, a, a spirit of gratitude instead of a spirit of entitlement. I, I deserve that. No, no, no. We don't deserve a thing. We were sinners on the way to an eternity away from God. We don't deserve anything. But His grace stepped into our life. And I'm going to thank Him. I'm going to worship Him. And when I worship Him, I'm not going to sit there like this and go, well, God knows I love Him. No, 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 no. God needs to hear it from your mouth. And watch what happens how we get happier with it. All right, last one is this is that we're gonna do it sincerely. We're gonna make it from our heart. And we're gonna be those people that are just in a heart of gratitude. And I, I hope if anything changed today, that that's what changed in your life, that your heart just shifts and goes, oh, I'm just gonna be a grateful person. I'm not gonna be the nine that walks away that got my miracle and misses out on what God has for me. The story says that when the one came back, Jesus looked at him and said, your faith has made you well. That word well is different than the word he used for the all the 10 before. The word before was cleansed. This means well, which means actually whole. I actually think that that guy that came back received something from Jesus that none of the other nine got. Because that's what gratitude does. It opens you up to what's next when you're thankful for what was last. So Kai at two and a half, my two and a half year old, has learned this in an amazing way. He, he, he's in that really great stage. He's not in the terrible twos. He's in that terrific last part of the twos where he's just, he's great. He doesn't have any entitlement yet. And he just tells me all the time, thank you. And every time he tells me thank you, I'm like, I gotta buy him something else. <laughs> I do. Like I'll just give him one of my French fries and he'll, I, I do this. Tuesdays are our day together. He, I do sermon prep all day. I'll take him all over town and he just runs around with me. And I'll go and I'll, I'll give him something and he'll just like, oh, thank you, daddy. And I'll go, let's pull the car up. let's go find another place let's get him ice cream now none of the other kids get that it's just the expression of gratitude it wants you want to buy him more listen god wants to give you more in your life but maybe just maybe you're not getting more because you're not thankful for what he did last you want to hack sadness in your life let's just take about 15 seconds where you're sitting there jesus we thank you for what you've done we thank you for what you've done for us we do not take it for granted we do not sit there and say we're entitled for it. We honor you and we praise you for what you have done in our life. And if you never do anything else, what you've done is enough that we will be thankful for the rest of our lives. Come on, give them better praise than that today, church. Hallelujah. All right, every location, close your eyes because there's people in here today and you're carrying around the shame of sin in your life. And I want you to know you don't have to live that way any longer. It's like walking around with a 50-pound kettlebell weighing you down. And I want you to know Jesus came and died. And here's, here's what the, the lepers did. They walked to Jesus and they said, have mercy on us. That is how you get saved. You come to Jesus and you say, Jesus, I can't do it on myself. Have mercy on me. And it's when we confess our sins, when we say, God, I, I can't do this on my own. I give my life to you. That's when he comes through for you. And he saves your soul immediately right now. And if that's you all over this place, all over at every location, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want you to know you can. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand and say, Aaron, I'm ready to give him my spiritual shame. I'm ready to give him my sin. I'm going to follow him for the rest of my life. This is my day of salvation. On the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Throw up that hand all over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, so many people all over this room. Thank you. All the way in the back. That's St. Pete. Thank you. Downtown. Thank you. This is a day where people are releasing. Their, you're gonna walk out of here, you're gonna feel like you're floating now to this place because you've released that weight of spiritual shame. Jesus, you saw the hands represented at every location. Have mercy on them. 
save them from that sin. Thank you for what you did on the cross for them. So we receive, come on, tell them right now. Say, Jesus, I receive your salvation. I don't try to do it myself. I accept what you did for me on the cross 2,000 years ago. And I make a decision today to make you the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me, wash me, and let me leave this place forever changed. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, can we give Jesus one more shout of praise for those that just made the best decision? We love you guys. Huge deal. Here's what I'm going to have you do. I'm going to have you check that connection card right in front of you. Check on there. I committed my life to Christ. There's a dozen or so right in this room. Check on there. I committed my life to Christ. We're going to help you. Remember, salvation is immediate, but transformation is a process. And we have processes to help you talk better and, and have better relationships and, and learn to read your Bible and get closer to God. All those processes will help you. You fill out that connection card. And Radiant, while they're doing that, we're going to end this service by worshiping God with our generosity. And generosity is so amazing because you guys are second to none at every location. Thank you for your faithfulness to God. Thank you for investing in things like the marriage conference and, and what we're doing. First Wednesday, we're able to honor missionaries and, and people from the stage and, and give money to church plans. We're making a difference for eternity because of your generosity. You can give here in the service or online or through text giving. But as you give, I want to pray a blessing over you. I know a lot of our church gives online. And so I want to pray a blessing over you too. Lord, bless our church financially. As they give to you, but you come through for them in supernatural ways. We honor you for what you're doing through our finances. We honor you by putting you first, God. And we thank you that as we are planted in the house of God, as we give to the local church, you're gonna come through for us in supernatural ways. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.